0: Welcome to LifeQuest, a program that directs you to subjects and books that will make a difference in your life, a program that will make you think and strengthen your journey of faith in the 21st century. My name is Dwight Lanehoff. Today on LifeQuest, I'm talking with Stacey Shabiak, and she is with Wycliffe Bible Translators. Uh, One in five people are still waiting around the world for Bible in their own languages. In fact, 1.5 billion people worldwide still don't have the Bible in their language. Stacy, welcome to LifeQuest.
1: Thank you, Dwight, for having me.
0: So you have a specific role in Wycliffe Translators' organization? Uh, Yes. Um, I'm with
1: Wycliffe Associates program, which stands for Symbolic Universal Notation, and so uh, Wycliffe's mission statement is that every verse of God's Word be translated into every tongue to speak to every heart. Our particular program, SUN, reaches into a people group that don't have a language. So SUN is actually a language, and it's a program.
0: Wow. So when you say they don't have a language, oh, you mean like what? Give me an example.
1: Well, so about 80% of deaf people around the world do not receive an education. Right. And only about 2% are fluent in their national sign language. Ah. So what we found is that they're, they're literally languageless. Yeah. They may have a home sign that they've created with their family, but they don't know how to read, they don't know how to write, and they can't communicate with the wider deaf community.
0: I, that's very interesting to me because I've always assumed that uh, you're working with uh, very remote languages or, or uh, small groups of people in islands or something like that, but here is something entirely different which has to do with uh, deaf people.
1: Yes, yeah, so a lot of the work that Wycliffe does is exactly what you said. And one day we were—we have a whole program for sign language translation called DOT, Deaf Ownership Translation. And we realized there's a lot of people that were coming to our translation events that didn't know sign language. Hmm. They were deaf, but they didn't know enough sign language to translate the Bible. I see. And then we started looking at another subpopulation of that is the deaf blind. And estimates are about 600,000, though I think that's pretty modest, of yeah. uh, people who have uh, a dual impairment. And they also don't have access to Scripture because they can't hear it and they can't see it. So that's that began our exploration in 2017 on how to reach the people that can't read and they don't understand the sign language that we're trying to um, translate the Bible into. That
0: sounds really complicated and and long-term in one sense because you have to do a couple things before you even get to the Bible part.
1: Yes. First, we had to create the language. (laughs) Yes. And we have um, three simple rules for the language, and that was that it was simple, that it was intuitive, they could learn it quickly, it would make sense to them, Mm -hmm. and it was universal. It could be taught across the world, and we wouldn't have to reinvent it every place that we went. Yeah, And we did complete the language uh, at the end of 2021, and I think that we've been able to stick to those three rules.
0: Regardless of what country or what the general population's language is, um, you've got to send people all over who know this, (laughs) what you've developed, and they've got a hard job.
1: Well, it's actually not as hard as you would think. Okay. So because the language is simple, it's easy to learn. So our team started from the U.S., and we would go and we would have uh, five-day workshops, and we would teach the facilitators, is what we call them, and those are pastors, teachers, parents, friends of the deaf, and they would learn the program within two days, Hmm. 90 90 basic symbols. The whole language is based on... 90 core symbols. So if you learn those, the rest of the language is easier to pick up. As our program has grown, we've gone to 21 nations so far since 2017. Now we have trainers in almost all of those nations that are from those countries. They are now going out and training up facilitators in churches throughout um, Africa and South America, some parts of Asia. Because they know where the deaf are that are coming to their churches. So it's quickly multiplied, but it's very easy to learn. But we do say, if you are going to be a facilitator, this is a commitment. Just like you study the Bible in any language that you have, you have to continue to study the Sun language as you study the Sun Bible. So we tell them it's not just learn five days and then you're done. No, you keep reading the Bible like you would and you learn the language
0: as you go through Scripture. You talked about 90 symbols, is that correct?
1: 90 and, core symbols, yes.
0: Okay. Um, the Bible is got a lot of different nuances, and Bible translation in general is difficult <laughs> because there are some languages that you're translating into another language that there's no commonality. And um, does that is that in the deaf situation also?
1: It was challenging, so we translated from the English uh, ULB version into the sun symbols. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we we stayed within those ninety. So you either combine them or you change the symbol. Very much like the Chinese language, you take two characters, and you join them together, it makes a whole new meaning. Sun is very similar to that, except it's much, much, much simpler. But we did not translate it word for word. Uh We translated it meaning for meaning. So it becomes a picture that explains the meaning of the passage. Nothing was left out. Every single person, every single proper noun of a land or a sea or a, a man or a woman has a specific symbol for their name. So it it is a Old and New Testament complete
0: Bible with mm-hmm. the symbols. Now when I've talked to other translators, I, I give this example and ask them to respond, and that is, how do you deal with things mentioned in the scripture from a Middle Eastern uh, geographic area to um, cultures that don't have those things? For instance, the Lamb of God, um, it, there's a lot of cultures that don't know sheep.
1: Right. <laughs> um, we, don't, we do not change what Scripture says. Okay. So we have a symbol for sheep, and it's capitalized um,
0: mm-hmm. so that they know
1: this is the name that God is being called. Yeah. So, in, in a sense, pictures help more than a written... I see. ...written, written letters, um, because you can see... This is mm-hmm. an animal. It has legs. It kind of looks like a cloud. Um, but yeah, that, that's a challenge all over the world, explaining concepts that were in Jerusalem, but maybe not a remote island in the middle yeah. of the Pacific. <laughs>
0: yeah. It sounds like hieroglyphics from Egypt. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: It's similar, similar concept.
0: Yeah. Um, so how is it succeeding, I guess is my question.
1: Well, when we measure success, we like to look at the impact that it's making. Right. So this was a kind of build boat as you sail. So we, we developed the language as we translated the Bible, as we were teaching it. Mm-hmm. So everything was happening simultaneously. Um, we have seen great success in how the language is impacting the very audience that we created it for. I see. So we have many... Um, People who come to these workshops that are deaf, they have very little sign language, Mm -hmm. they do not know how to read and write. And by the end of the five days, they're already reading the book of Mark. Mm -hmm. We've had over sixty baptisms in the past six months at different events we've had throughout Africa. Wonderful. Where people have like, I didn't understand what you were telling me Mm -hmm. about Jesus but I see the symbols and I see the pictures and we teach son with the national sign language, so they're essentially learning two languages. God's opening their eyes, and they're coming to know the Lord. So that is our measurement of success. Yes. When they're understating God's word, and it's changing their lives.
0: In various parts of the world, regardless, are people with these conditions, are they willing to come?
1: Now, that's a great question, Dwight it yes um i'm not sure what it takes for them to get there um we pay for their transportation and if they have to spend the night because it's not safe to travel we pray pay for their um their lodging and their food Mm -hmm. so we, we meet all of their physical needs to make that one less thing they have to worry about um i imagine it takes a lot of courage i've gotten testimonies from many many people at the end of the workshop that communicate I was scared to come I was skeptical uh-huh. this is just one more thing but I'm glad I came because now they're learn they're learning they have the ability to learn and now they can read God's word and now they have ownership of a new language and our students are becoming teachers so that initial fear or apprehension is turned to confidence as they now become the keeper of something that um, they can now share with other people.
0: Is there any demographics? I mean, what age, what type of people are attracted?
1: That is a great question that I do not have the answer to. Mm -hmm. So as this program has grown, we have a global team. And so I get names of people and how many people come and pictures, but I don't know anything as, as far as their age or what their jobs are, I'm not sure. That's, that's, that would be great to find out.
0: Yeah, it just popped into my head. Yeah, so uh, what are the goals now?
1: So our goals now are just to continue to refine the program and c- create more resources. So we created a one-year devotional using Sun. Oh, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're almost finished a universal catechism to teach them the basic truths of Christianity. We are creating sign language YouTube videos. Our biggest challenge, though, is those who are deaf and blind. So we have a 3D format of our basic symbols. However, to get those symbols in that form in a complete Bible, one Bible would fill a tractor trailer. So that is not an answer for the 600,000 deaf-blind yeah. people around the world. Mm-hmm. So we have um, a challenge. We're looking into technology. We're looking into different printed materials. How can we get the symbol in a tactile way that's lightweight and affordable? Um, it works. We have taught um, several deaf and blind people are able to feel the symbol. Mm-hmm. They learn the sign language. They've read Scripture but getting it into the, the whole Bible, which is our goal, yeah. has been challenging.
0: Yeah. Um, do you have any um, indication yet as to the encouragement by, let's say, family or community people uh, for those in need or opposition?
1: In the places that we are going to serve, it has been uh, received... With open arms. Mm-hmm. Um, we receive many reports, this is the answer that we've been praying for, because and we've been working with a lot of deaf churches recently throughout um, East Africa, uh-huh. and they, they tell me, we didn't know how to reach the, the, the hidden deaf, is what they call them, the ones that aren't coming to church. Oh, yeah. We have to go into the, the villages and the remote areas to find them. They're family doesn't even count them as a member of the family. Hmm. Yes. Um, there's a whole bunch of superstition involved there. Right. Um, so, they go to share the gospel, but they don't understand sign language. So, when sun comes with symbols and pictures in a way to present the gospel in a different way, Mm -hmm. they, they're, um, rejoicing. Like, God has given us a new way, and it's, it's been received, um, with joy, um, We have requests for workshops every week from all over the world that we're trying to keep up with.
0: (laughs) I've been talking with Stacy Shabiak, and she's from Wycliffe Bible Translators, telling us about uh, sort of a new project, at least in the last number of years, bringing the Scripture to the deaf and the blind in faraway places. Stacy, if people want to find out more about that project or any of Wycliffe's um, projects, how can they do that?
1: Well, Wycliffe can be found online at org. Mm-hmm. if you would like to see the language and also other translations that we've worked on. They can go to BibleInEveryLanguage.org and to find SUN, it would be backslash processes, backslash SUN, and all our materials are free for download and, and to be viewed on that website.
0: Stacy, thanks so much for being with us here on LifeQuest.
1: Thank you for having me, Dwight. I appreciate your time.
0: Thanks for listening to LifeQuest today. If you have questions or comments, you may send them to lifequest at lifetalk.net. My name is Dwight Lanehoff. This program comes to you from studios in the Meadowglade Church, Battleground, Washington.